write about poverty where people who are poor don't have cars okay but 10 years later people who are poor can afford cars in india how will i be relevant i won't be right so the thing is when artist when an artist stops being relevant is when there is a change in society yo hoons welcome to the first episode of my podcast i'm calling this podcast exploring beyond the superficial with the uh, zandred excess which is me uh what i plan to do is discuss common topics and discuss uh the philosophy and the workings that happen behind the scene behind what meets the eye we'll be having one guest every episode and for the first episode the guest is a friend of mine aditya mohan and which is fun because we are both adityas um, hopefully you will like the episode let's continue so um basically what i wanted to do is talk about something and in yokes as we like uh, decided we will be talking about uh, nostalgia more like uh, the toxic form of nostalgia Yeah. which uh, is an important like i understand the topic it makes a lot of sense and i see it around a lot in the uh, society so uh it does make sense um i don't know how to start the topic actually that's the thing so i was explore, like hoping if you start with your experience then we can continue from there and for what that's the question my experience as what <laughs> okay let's see uh, before we start uh, it will be cool like if you go start with a like short introduction of uh, three things okay. seems to be right like who you are of course i know like you are aditya mohan but you know for the audience sake like who you are what... so uh, my name is aditya mohan and like people have started associating me with the name mohanwa in the past 3 4 years and uh, i study masters in cinematography from mit pune and uh, right now like uh, since a year i have been trying to work on a documentary called atit arti uh, which okay, uh, talks so- yeah sir ha huh. no no yeah i think you just you complete this part and then i'll ask you about what the so okay so i'm trying to uh, since a year i've been trying to uh, make a documentary on the darjeeling hills like on uh, issues surrounding uh, the darjeeling hills like uh, the decline in education in the hills and also about how uh, you know people out there face an identity issue or like you know they have uh they feel like they don't belong like they don't feel like they don't belong they are made to feel like they don't belong okay <laughs> so yeah like uh, the documentary is different thing but today we were going to talk about identity and toxic nostalgia like the theme of the documentary is toxic nostalgia and it somehow dives into uh the issues of race like you know racial profiling ha so uh, okay, so, uh, so uh, like uh, you said the name atithati so uh, you you uh, like you came up with the name beforehand sometimes that happens like i generally when i'm working on something i generally come with the title quite 
in the beginning part of the process instead of later than that so uh, no. or uh, <laughs> like you keep changing because that also happens i just want no, to know did. how that that name came into being see when i was doing research i used to call it gorkhalan research okay <laughs> uh, then we made it and all like i wrote the script uh, everything was done after we shot i was confused between two names like bismriti or atitarti okay bismriti means bismriti also means the same thing nostalgia but atitarti was better for me because atitarti is actually a nepali term and a bengali term also bismriti is also a nepali term But that's why I call it a little curse. Like Ati Tati is, uh, I mean, I know it as a Bengali term. So, ah, yeah, it is a Bengali and Nepali term. It's the the thing is, see, when I did it, I did not know what to call it. Okay, like even after we shot it, we did not know what to call it. Ah, uh, but after that, I think I started calling it Ati Tati because it fits the description pretty well. No, it's like, ah, uh, you are, ah, uh, what is it called? you are glorifying your past that is why it's called atitarti right like okay i don't know exactly i don't exactly know the meaning of the term to be honest i just i have heard the term before atit means past okay atit is past. okay okay i was like shortening it to atithi you know no no atit is past arthi uh-huh. is arthi so that is why atitarti like okay 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 being okay. the past like that atitkar like that yeah Yeah. Then what? Uh, so yeah, it, I came up with the name way later, bro. Like it took me a lot of time to think about it also because it is something. Because see, it's a name like Adidarthi is a name which which it's very different. Like I, I even I did not know this word before I did my research. Okay. Okay. Like I don't even know what I was gonna call it. There were so many things I was gonna call it. Like I wrote a lot of titles, but then. At the end, Ati Tarti stuck. Like it, it sounds good. It goes with the theme of the story. So, ha ha ha. You said you mentioned another term, uh, something with B. Bisprati. 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 It it means the same. This is a term I don't know about. Like I didn't even hear. Bisprati is a Nepali term, bro. Okay, it's not into Bengali. Yeah, it's not a. It is a Bengali term also. It's a. It's a Hindi term. Bismriti means oblivion, the state of being forgotten. Okay. okay. Yeah. So Aditarthi stuck. Bismriti was also a good choice, but then I don't know why I went with Aditarthi. So yeah. It does sound good. It does sound good. <laughs> that, it, it sounds like you know it, like it, it. It sounds very different. A lot of people still don't understand Aditarthi when I tell. But when they think about it, you no, know, when they break the word down, the tarti, that is when. Ha 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 ha. You say it at once, you don't understand what it is. Ha ha ha. Because uh, it sounds a lot like atithi. It sounds a lot similar to atithi. So I think that comes to the yeah. mind uh, on hearing it first time. That's what came to my mind. Right? But atithi is like, you know, the like I wanted to call it atithi nostalgia of the hills, but then we I ended up calling it just. Because I'll tell you something, bro. Like you know, we were talking about how, uh, what is it called? Like toxic nostalgia. I'll give you an example of toxic nostalgia. Okay. So uh, 
when when was rabindranath tagore what year was rabindranath tagore during independence ha huh. okay so around But, uh, 47 when did he die i don't remember when he died did he, he died after independence right i'm not sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think so I don't remember it as well. Okay, you are checking it. Yeah, checking it. Yes. Uh, no, bro. He died before. He died three years before. Okay. Okay. Yeah, independence. Four. Uh, three years. I'm saying. Sorry, six years before independence. Ah, seventh August. Seventh August, nineteen forty-one. Yep. Yeah. So this is way back in the time. No, this at the uh, Rabindranath Tagore. Okay. Even when you go for Satyajit Ray, okay, like if you search Satyajit Ray, he died in '59. Okay, what year are we in now? We are in '22, '21. Okay, huh. and people still talk about Rabindranath Tagore, Satyajit Ray, like they're relevant. Okay, hmm. how many years? It's been more than hundred. Uh, not 100 but more than 50 i think uh, yeah. more than 80 no not 80 somewhere not around 80, 80. we can average yeah. it out in 80 i guess 80 yeah. not even 80 let's take 60 50 okay let's take 50 only because satyajit ray died in 60 so let's take 50 only okay ha ha in 60 years it's been more than 70 years since independence okay and rabindranath died before that so what i'm trying to say is uh, Bengal has this nostalgia, bro. Like Bengal, you know, we worship these people so much that we forget that they are still relevant because what they saw now hasn't improved till now. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? <laughs> If I think I write about poverty today, okay, and hundred years later I'm still relevant, which means poverty still exists. Are you getting it? Actually, like, poverty is something I don't think it's pro- uh, it's that practically possible to completely eradicate it. You know what? Uh, you know what it, but the thing is, uh, see, there is a standard of living everywhere. Okay, uh, when we talk about a place like Detroit, like Detroit in America, <laughs> that is a very poor place. Okay, huh. but at least anyone who lives in Detroit has a car. Are you getting uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Even if it plus things run. have improved in Detroit. I mean, uh, if you compare it to its state at right. some uh, later uh, earlier years. But what I'm trying to say is, see, Detroit, you you will call them poor people, okay? They don't have much money. Hmm. They have a difficult time paying rent, meeting day-to-day needs. But they still have a certain kind of standard they live with. Hmm. Out here, if you go to rural areas, okay, like. If you go to rural areas, you find so many people who are living worse than that, despite you know holding some kind of a place in society, they are living poorer than that. Like one of my friends, uh, I was seeing his WhatsApp story today. Okay, I'll tell you the name of the video also. Forgot the name of it. I'll just look at. I'll just check his story and tell you the name. Of it. See, there is a place called Hingal Ganj. Okay. Can spell it out? H i n g a l g a n g. Okay. It's in Bengal only. Okay. And it is heavily scheduled caste 
like people who stay there are heavily uh, belong to the schedule caste they are like schedule caste people okay so what happens is there is bjp tmc and all they don't come to the village only are getting it the cyclone happened no cyclone ha yes. ha ha Because of that, the village was destroyed completely. No one came for their aid. It's in North Chobis, Parakona, right? I mean, it's not that uh, close to the coast. I'm talking in perspective of years. So, Look at this. I don't know if you can see. Huh? I hope you can. Actually, it will be better if you tell me what to search because, uh, like, no, uh, visuals won't be part of it at the end of it. It's his well, account. No? Oh, sure, his account. Okay. Huh. This is the But, place. Okay, people don't even go there. So, what I'm trying to say is, there are a lot of people who are very poor huh. in India. In India, the poverty line is too much. But what I was trying to say is, today if I write about poverty, and hundred years later, if still the definition of poverty is the same, if like in Detroit the definition of poverty was you you have a car still you can be poor. In India, if you are poor, you cannot have a car. In North Korea, if you are rich, okay, you have to be a VIP or a member uh, of you know the government there to have a car. That is why North Korea has very few cars on the street. Okay. Because people can't afford it only. Ah, no, North Korea is a very bad example of as a standard of living. I mean, no, no, not in this perspective. Uh-huh. I mean, in the point it's a valid comparison. I'm just saying as a general standard of living example. But I didn't know about the, the government, like about the they thing you needed to be part of the government uh, to have a car. You have to be a very high delegate to be. Able, that's why not so much cars there from the street. So like uh, many places are like that, you know. Like so, the definition of poverty in Detroit is different than the definition of poverty in North Korea. The definition of poverty in North Korea is different than the de- definition of poverty in Bengal. So what I was trying to say is. When Satyajit Ray and when uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, Rabindranath Tagore, <laughs> Ritik Ghatak, everyone they talk about poverty and the state of the people in Bengal back in the day. Okay, the thing is, media is very biased, bro. Okay, so back in the day, these people were talking about these things. That is why it was being showcased in the media. Today, story writers and all they don't talk about these things because. You know, like me, I haven't been. Me and you, we don't come from poor, poor families. Okay, so we huh. don't know what it's like to be poor. Huh. So when we write, we'll not write about poor. We'll write about middle class family because that is our experience. Okay. Now, if you sideline someone who does not have resources so much that they cannot even tell their story, that is what happened with Bollywood at a time, bro. There were so, so many great stories, but the one running. Crazy were the ones written by Karan Johar, or uh, those movies like Kabi Kushi Kabi Gham. You know why it works. You know, like why people watch it because think it, it it's like a dream. Okay, I have never ha, seen a fancy kind of life. Even if I'm middle class or even if I'm poor, I haven't seen. It's also so quite I, similar to why uh, Disney works so well. Yeah, the, uh, the, because. Dis- I mean so the Disney's, uh, the animation studio is what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, now you know Disney, the story of Disney, like what happened with Disney. No, uh, by is, actually by Disney, 
I have to uh, you know subcategorize it a bit. When I say uh, the kind of Disney movies I'm talking about is the not the one is the one after the generation of Walt Disney. I mean the guy Walt Disney after his era and before they uh, before they teamed up or more like purchased and bought in other uh, animation studios. They were pretty much making the same story in different styles. What? But it still worked because of that fantasy element. You know the princess stories, the prince stories, the king stories. It's worked no, a bit similar. I, I mean, now I can notice. Not back then, of course, I was a kid. So, my like, I read, I read it or I saw a video about this somewhere. I don't remember. What happened is, uh, you know, Walt Disney's first cartoon was something else. Okay, it wasn't Mickey Mouse. It was something else. I forgot the name of the cartoon. So he and some guy they made it together. Okay, like they worked together to make it. Now what happened was after it was made, Walt didn't get any credit. Okay. Achha. So he scored that day that he will take everything, like everything. Okay. Then what they started doing was, so you know, like Pinocchio's story. They say like Pinocchio's nose becomes bigger. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. In the real story, I think Pinocchio gets uh, guillotined also because he's such a nuisance. So what did Disney did was it took it took stories like Disney is the best example of erasing a whole culture. I'll I'll explain you how. Hmm. What Disney is? Ha ha ha! I know that, but please still continue. It, it, it took a lot of stories. Okay, it took stories like Cinderella and all that. Okay. And it it transformed the stories like you told a no, magical fantasy element of Walt. Huh. It come. No, uh, actually, I'm not talking about Walt. I'm mostly talking about the uh, era after, after Walt. Yeah, yeah. So what they did is they. That's what I'm saying. Like the element that Walt created, that fantasy element. Okay, why does it work out? Is because of one simple thing. Back in the day, traditional stories were made to scare children. Okay, so that they don't do anything bad. Ha okay. ha ha! A lot of folklore is that just uh, yeah. making people disciplined. Yeah, in a more uh, understandable, not understandable, in a more, uh, in a, in a way that they will accept. See, like it's not in a way they will accept. It's fear. Okay, you are scaring someone. Ha! But if I scared you, suppose you are a kid and I just kill, I'll uh, I'll beat you if you do this. You will be scared, but not in a way that you will stop doing it. You will just try to do it in a way that you don't get caught. But this is a like, kind of fear that uh, it works in a different kind of way. I'm not, uh, I'm not explaining it well, no, but, but think, think you you are hearing a story since you are a kid. Okay, that story is that if you lie, if you are mischievous, your nose will keep growing, and people will know you are lying, and then one day you might get killed for it. But what Walt did was that same story he took, uh, not Walt. Let's call it Disney as a product as a as a team. They took the same story, and what they did is, uh, they made Pinocchio a boy, okay, who lies and his nose grows, and he's a doll. Pinocchio wasn't a boy in the original story. I mean, I don't know. I'm just curious. Now yeah, I'm curious. Doll. He was a doll, bro. The whole story is Pinocchio <laughs> was a doll, okay. No, no, no. So, Acha, doll. Ha, dad, I know, but I didn't watch the Disney version. I just know uh, the story somewhat uh, in fractions. Even I'm just telling you what what. What the real story was was that uh, Pinocchio is so mischievous that he gets killed, okay, because he does a lot of mischiefs. What Disney did was they took the character, they made the whole thing like that. But what they did was they changed everything. 
they 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 made it something like this pinocchio is a toy okay he lies his nose grows he gets into trouble but then he does one thing which is good one and one thing which is good and all his previous mistakes are forgotten are you getting it ha ha this is what I'm in disney movie if you are bad okay if you are bad if you if you have done one mistake okay if you have done many mistakes no problem just one good act can save you from everything which is not true Okay. I cannot uh, be this is uh, and this is not something that Disney does only with the folklore. They do it in all day. of their yes. movies, in every single movie, so <laughs> even the I'm MCU. Saying, <laughs> it's, it's whitewashing a whole genre. But this is different. Okay, this is like we went different. What no, I was I trying to say is poverty. So what happened is uh, everywhere the definition of poverty is different right now. Like somewhere people have like. you know not everywhere bpl is the same below poverty line is the same right mm-hmm. so what happens is if even after 10 years the definition of poverty is the same in india then i'll be relevant and if i write about poverty today and if the state is the same 10 years from now i will be relevant think i write about poverty where people who are poor don't have cars okay but 10 years later people who are poor can afford cars in india how will i be relevant i won't be right so the thing is when artist when an artist stops being relevant is when there is a change in society okay but ha huh. that's what i was thinking think about tagore satyajit ray why are they still relevant but there's one thing about tagore and satyajit ray that uh, they don't just talk about Uh, poverty they also talk about other stuff that will that will never get yeah. out of the uh, normal no no bro it should get out but the thing is we are holding on to it that is what toxic nostalgia is like uh, thing back in the day if someone told what you said okay that about sati that it is bad but it is in our blood and we'll never get out of it it would have been wrong right like yeah. if i went and i told yeah so sati went out okay a lot of things should go out like that they wrote about human satyajit ray and tagore they wrote about no, female uh, no 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 uh, you got it a little wrong what i mean is for example i'm talking about let's say let's say i'm talking about ramindran specifically i'm sure satyajit falls in under the same category i just know more about ramindran's works than satyajit's overall works so uh, okay. ramindran tagore in general does it does not only talk about the superficial problem The superficial problem should get over, should be gotten over. For example, as Sati, as you said, Sati should have been gotten over with, and it did get over with, fortunately. Uh-huh. But uh, Ramjanath, he Ramjanath Tagore writes about Sati. He doesn't just write about Sati. He writes about the underlying problem that leads to Sati, and that underlying so, problem is always there. Even if, uh, for example, if. Sati started as a glorification of a critical situation that got normalized. I'm uh, simplifying the situation, removing specifics. That's how uh, yeah. most things work. Like Sati started with as a glorification of the, some warrior class who sacrificed, and the sacrifice sacrifice got glorified because of that particular critical situation, and it. Then got glorified to the extent that it got normalized, and then instead of people choosing it, it turned into people being forced to do it. That's how Sati becomes widespread, and that's how it becomes such of a problem. 
I don't think it was uh, people were forced to do it per se. But I'm I'm getting what you're, you're trying to say. See, the thing is, what I was saying is, uh, Tagore also wrote about females, okay, a lot. Uh-huh. He wrote women emotions. Every every time he wrote about women emotions, okay. But till now, that women, whatever he wrote about women, okay, you can say they have uh, rights and all now, but. the emotions that he tapped into were so real that it's still relevant today because ha, of the ha. condition of women See, okay th- that's what i'm talking about he tapped into the underlying parts the emotions something that doesn't yeah. that's not a era thing that's a universal human thing so hmm. that's why at least i can say this about tagore i'm sure others there are many more who falls under this category satyajit ray i'm sure he falls under this category yeah, based on was- some of the films i've watched from him so that's why they i don't think they will ever stop being relevant but uh, the thing about poverty is a different thing as you said like uh, the definition of poverty should change when when you are doing female uh, about when you are writing about emotions and all you are relevant okay but that emotion also comes from a place of like think i'm angry that is coming from an experience i had okay or think huh. i'm sad that is coming from an experience i had so the thing is i am tapping into the emotion is good enough but the thing is the reason why a woman is treated like that okay that should change no if if like i'll tell you something i have one book here it's ravindranath okay i'll just tell you he what what he writes and how it's why it's still relevant okay see he writes something like worst form of bondage is the bondage of dejection which keeps men hopelessly chained in loss of faith in that in themselves okay so he's talking about self deprecation right which will be relevant anywhere ha huh. because when you grow up there there are points in your life when you think am i worth it am i worth it not that is a a normal human emotion you can't get over it you can't get over this but how i am treating a woman i can get over that no what i'm trying to say is <laughs> if if a, guy, if a guy comes home drunk and beats his wife he can change that behavior ha huh. okay so if today i'm writing about a guy who comes home and beats his beats his wife 10 years later the same guy allows his wife to do a job and but still comes home and beats her after getting drunk okay he changed his way he let the woman in the house work but he still didn't change completely that's why i will be relevant see the thing is subhash chandra bose and all okay subhash chandra bose he did a lot for india and whatever like still we talk about ravindranath tagore more than chandra bose is because tagore was a literary he wrote stuff okay and उट exactly a freedom fighter okay he was a uh, like i don't know i i still call tagore a freedom fighter but 
I feel like he's not a freedom fighter. He was more of a uh, literally like you know how that guy who wrote the art of uh, he wrote about uh, art of war. Okay, he was a general, but now art of war is not just considered art of war. It it is used in like people use it as what is it called like you know in their regular lives to battle maybe an emotion or maybe a feeling. Okay. so he surpasses being a general of china he becomes bigger than that he becomes a literary in the same way ravindranath tagore was a literary more than a freedom fighter that is why he is relevant are you getting it we are talking about ravindranath tagore and not because even bhagat singh wrote a book on atheism you know that bhagat singh he was a atheist no i know he was an atheist but i didn't know he wrote a, wrote a book on atheism yes Please, i have to check damn बॉडी So what I'm trying to say is, even this book is relevant. Why I'm not a nihilist till now, okay? But we still talk about Tagore, and the thing is, we have to get out of that, bro. That is what toxic nostalgia is. Like, uh, you know, you worship them good enough, but then they are still relevant. Is the issue? We should be able to say, like, you know, when they were alive, this happened. Not like it's still happening, and I'm reading in the book, and I'm like, oh, this still happens. Are you getting it? Like, uh-huh. well, if I'm telling you the story, I should be able to tell you like it used to happen when he was alive. Instead, I'm opening a book and telling you it still happens. That is wrong, no? That is what is toxic nostalgia is. I am so involved in that feeling that you know I'm so involved in the past was better, the past was better. Okay, that I have not been able to get out of it and change. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I was going to add. at some point that the, the the past was better the golden days that's a very problematic uh, emotion yeah that's the thing and see it's the not thing even is, true that's the thing no bro like you you can you can glorify tagore as much as you want okay he, he was a great like to to understand human emotions with that to female he was a guy who wrote about female emotions and that to he nailed it okay that is very commendable that to living in a society which was patriarchal it still is patriarchal but it was way more patriarchal ha, back ha, in the day ha. so he we have come a long way since what what he wrote okay but he also envisioned things he thought what this world will be like satyajit ray when he made movies he thought what the world will be like Yes, because this, uh, this actually was something I was uh, mentioning earlier. Like he, uh, Ramdenar, Satyajit, these people didn't just uh, discuss a problem. They also yeah. gave some proposed solutions that can be used to solve the problem. Although but they weren't used much, but they are a, a practical possibility. Use much, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> man. I that know. is what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. Nostalgia. People didn't use whatever they wanted to consume because 
think of it no it's such a it's such a beautiful concept no like tagore uh, tagore writing about nationalism okay tagore writing this book nationalism back in the day and it's still relevant till now why because we are fighting fascism right now mm-hmm. and uh, there's also a very uh, very broad difference between nationalism and patriotism people often yeah. confuse them as the same and that's not true you can yeah. be one without being the other see that's the thing no bro now what what see so even right here it's it's written like this okay a bengali polymath who reshaped bengali literature music and indian art with contextual modernism in the late 19th and 20th century that is the description of tagore okay okay so what i'm trying to say is if you keep worship the thing is think of think of this in a very simple way i made something today okay i made a video today or i made a movie today 10 years down the line i'm still talking about the movie and i haven't made anything yet. that is toxic mistake i'm just talking uh, about one movie 10 years ago and i'm not so what 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 is happening with tagore is tagore is in toxic nostalgia people worshiping tagore like you can worship also i don't mind but you know you're worshiping someone and you're not following half the advice they gave you that is stupid yeah you know this is stupid like see bengal has always been uh, what is it called the pioneers when it since the start bengal no wonder britishers kept bengal as the capital of india okay this one more Be- reason though i mean bengal was a port city so uh, that's why it made city bombay hmm? was a port city. but uh, britishers came through bengal right i mean they started in bengal so it but it made that's sense what like bengal was the capital okay at one, once upon a time hmm. uh, even i read, i read this somewhere and i forgot oh, it was a very nice thing like someone told uh, when what what was the thing which was i reading and fuck okay i forgot but it was something like when britishers came to india okay bengal was the only place uh, which was which had free thinkers kind of a thing okay so i keep uh, i keep forgetting whatever i read yeah see even in bengal till well after the arrival of the british there was no such thing as a bengali okay okay regarding he was merely a native of the divanship of bengal and then is this describing bengal or is this describing ramnath it's describing a bengali so one one particular bengali if if britishers are like if you were alive when britishers had come mm-hmm. britishers would call you bengalis acha okay they would call you the native of the divanship of bengal you are just a native from the divanship of bengal you are not a bengali bengali was word okay ha 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 now i got it and that native of divanship of bengal later became the province of bengal okay Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think so it the, was the province of Bengal 
from where the term bengali came bengali yeah as so an identity he writes about it very nice he writes like the bengali army of which there are many many references in the british indian history which army was extensively deployed in all of military campaigns leading to the ultimate british conquest of the whole of india makes no mention whatsoever of any bengali soldier virtually all of the soldiers of the bengal army were recruited from the hindu upper caste rajputs of avat but there were no local recruits from bengal they were all just native troops or sepoys do you get it like that's the thing bro if like the, the thing is the history the history there's so much history here no that you will understand why is india still stuck in that toxic nostalgia had had uh, for example say uh, lal bal bal or any any of the freedom fighter be like you know before the britishers came india was good if they would have just thought that and kept it <laughs> my god nothing it would i don't know if it would still be the same because the biggest reason the britishers left india was they didn't have any money left ha uh, actually uh, the world war contributed a lot to indian freedom struggle indirectly like uh, the british empire and the allied forces were losing money tremendous all the sides were losing money actually so it became difficult to control the their colonial areas their colonies yeah that's what that's what toxic uh, nostalgia is we're just sitting and thinking about a time which was good okay and bengal has this toxic nostalgia i'll tell you why uh you know i brought one friend to kuch bihar okay you know what he told me he told me it feels like i have come 20 years in the past and he is uh, man, i mean he's where from, he's from he's from, from bangalore okay he's from bangalore ha 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 okay so he was like, i have come 20 years in the past okay so i understand where he's coming from because bengal still is very underdeveloped okay considered to other parts of like kuchbihar is still i feel it's still underdeveloped kuchbihar yeah it's totally underdeveloped it's a uh, in fact one of the things i like about kuchbihar is a reason uh, not a, a reason is a result of it being underdeveloped i like that it's pretty quiet and chill there but it's pretty quiet and chill there because it's not developed enough to be a little yeah. more chaotic but i'm that's what i'm saying see siliguri got a lot of development okay huh. but this development should have come 10 years down the line when everything else outside of bengal was getting developed so bengal had to go bengalis had to go out take cues from there and come back and implement it here why is it not being implemented so india at the same time so th- there are some political problems also because of which it happens like i'm not going to deny you know most of like a lot of companies when they came to india they wanted to settle in bengal but because of that extortion culture in bengal they didn't stay like jnk tires they had a huge manufacturing unit in calcutta okay no i don't know exactly in calcutta but in bengal but there was a lot of extortion and also they moved their entire factory away from like people don't know these things but that is what bro like if if you want to talk about nostalgia yeah, i know should... about uh, i know the i don't know the details either but i also know a few incidents like 
one of uh, for example bengal completely missed out the it boom that started in india because IT. the then ruling party uh, decided that computers is a bad thing as it might uh, take away jobs it might take away not jobs it was mostly about it might mess up with the bengali culture that culture no, thing uh, had become i don't know that might be also the case but uh, what uh, the version i heard like as i said i didn't exactly research on this i just know from uh, surroundings just being there and all but uh, it's mo- like they rejected the complete it boom as uh, it also happened on other parts of the many other parts of the world maybe in other parts of india as well like uh, people initially feared computers as they will take away jobs of regular people as it will be harder to compete with the machines and rejected them and then of course closed out on the development bengal no, is not the only place but bengal is one of the places one of the the, the thing is bro people don't know the history of so even i don't know the history of entire india yeah, like i the thing is i know bengal because i am from here like i have been reading on it since a very long time If you ask me about the south I will be very clueless okay I have no idea about the south I just know uh, like a little bit about Kerala that's it a little bit about Tamil Nadu because my friend told me about Tamil Nadu their politics is also and Karnataka I know these three things okay but that's the thing you have to know the history in order to break out of that nostalgia you know because the thing no, is see, I don't think you need to know the history to break out of the nostalgia I mean, uh, knowing the history. Uh, actually, uh, the thing about nostalgia is it comes from knowing the history, but not in detail. So, if you That's don't what... know the history, you might not That's even. History. <laughs> yeah. History, why will you be nostalgic? Like I'm saying, no, bro. Like uh, I mean, when I read, okay, about these things, about what happened and all that, about like, for example, with Darjeeling only. Okay, Darjeeling is a fairly is a it's a very new topic. when it comes to uh, when you look at india okay like how old india is darjeeling is a fairly new topic because the agitation in darjeeling started in 85 1985 and 1985 was very recent compared to when india got independence which was 47 around 40 years later okay this problem arose but that's what people don't understand that you know it might be after 40 years of independence that darjeeling wants a separate state okay but what they didn't realize is since 1907 okay when the uh, when like there was a time in 1907 when uh, the people from darjeeling they sent a petition for uh, like they sent in for a modlemento reform okay you know uh, what is a modlemento reform oh no not not well it was dividing the states and all back in the day okay Achha. so there is something called mental reform we read about it bro in history but it it wasn't ah, taught really. very much if it was in the history book i i would have at least read it i mean i went through the entire history book just because so i thought, <laughs> i didn't care about the syllabus but i probably don't remember it like my memory is not something i take pride in so <laughs> this was there bro modlem mental reform was there but, uh, so See reforms in structure in governments in India. That is what they did first. Okay. Modlemento reform happened in 1909. Okay. But 
Darjeeling had always like Darjeeling already gave a sanction like they sent something in Mandamento reform where they wrote that they don't want to be a part of Bengal. Okay, hmm. but still there is a very deep history, bro. Like if you look at it, no, Darjeeling was never a part of Bengal. Even Kuchbihar was never a part of Bengal. Like ha ha ha. Kuchbihar, I know. Kuchbihar was like more of a political and uh, diplomatic agreement. It was it annexed or something. Till till Falakata, okay. Till Falakata, I am telling you, Kuchbihar is to just this. Till Falakata was under Bhutan, Nepal. That was the entire of the district, like the Darjeeling district, was that big. Ah. Uh, Like I to I don't remember when I was doing research. No, I read about all these. Like, so what happened was I'll tell you another something very interesting. Uh, in 1947, when India gained independence, okay, what happened was uh, the political leaders were so busy picking up the pieces, okay, that they forgot the cake. The cake was Darjeeling. You know what happened with Darjeeling was. they fucked it up like darjeeling didn't know whether it was in india or it was in pakistan so but it's a lot far away from bangladesh yeah but that time pakistan was divided like here here upar niche no it was it was so see the story of independence is like this it was never a straight line ha ah, that it was when Who was the guy who was called to draw the line? Uh, I forgot. There was the guy. Uh, I forgot his name. Rob Klein or someone. One guy who was told that you will be drawing the lines throughout uh-huh. India. Okay. And he was. You said you mentioned it, right? He was called in. Like he wasn't here. He didn't even yeah, know exactly what to do. Exactly. Yeah. He, so he himself mentioned in some time later on, or even that time that like. I didn't when, know, but I had to just do it. He was told when he was told that you have to divide India. He told something like, um, he told okay, okay. So then, uh, what is Mountbatten asked him? Okay, have you ever been to India? So he told no. Okay, and then later, before before like, actually the whole division of India plan was by Winston Churchill. Okay, like this is what they say. Winston Churchill had already made the plan. One year before Mountbatten came to India, because they know they were gonna lose a lot of money in the war, okay, and they knew they could not control India. So Winston Churchill left, Mountbatten came. The division is called Mountbatten Plan, but it was never planned by Mountbatten. It was planned by Churchill. Huh. Yeah, I it's like that. Into it, I never heard of this. And the guy who divided it also just gave Churchill's plan. That's it. He just gave Churchill's plan because he was told to do so. He was brought in India to do so. Now, what Churchill did was he had already promised Jinnah Pakistan. Okay, there is a book on Jinnah. Okay, like I forgot the name of the book. Uh, that is also about the lives and times of Jinnah. And like earlier, he was against two-nation theory, but then shit happened. They told him that see, Jinnah's two-nation theory was there will be two separate states. Okay. Hmm. But we live in peace and harmony. And before that, he was against two nation theory. So, what what has happened is, bro, history has been how to say it? Like it has 
it has gone through so many iterations now that we don't know what is true what is false okay in india they will say jinnah was bad like he divided india and all that shit but back in the day the condition was like that like from divide and rule there had been so much division among the people itself it's still it's it's still evident now bro not that like, it's evident still evident now so what jinnah proposed was giving control of one nation to the muslims and one nation to the hindus and it like jinnah just proposed that okay hindu and muslim okay gandhi told that india will not follow pakistan and be a completely hindu dominated country it will be a what is the word secular nation secular country yeah that is why secular is in the concept so it will be a secular country gandhi told that okay no there was some guy in rss that time not even that time even rss was informed there was one guy okay who was again see there are mainly two people in the who contributed the most in the foundation of rss like this uh, hegre yeah. guy and ms uh, golwalkar yeah so these two people always said that uh, you know india should be a hindu state because pakistan has a muslim state so but gandhi was against it that is why they went against congress and formed rss okay and then you know the be- the most interesting part is there is wait there is another book i have here i'm not but rss was still form- uh, formed it was still formed before independence like in 1925 it not like they contributed much but they did exist before that i don't know they keep changing their name bro like they had a lot of rich names like they, the bajrang dal is also theirs bro you know that ah i know but bajrang dal dal is a much recent thing compared to that is this okay rss founder hegde war was with congress and other factions that's what i'm saying though, bro people didn't know this okay like He was always a part of Congress. He just didn't agree with Gandhi, so he formed other things like that. I'm getting it. What it's like, like it has always been like that in India. Okay, but that's the thing which people need to understand that the history has been skewed so much. When I read about Jinnah, uh, completely different than what he was portrayed. Okay, now there are two sides to every story. I also read that book by Hitler. Okay, main camps, but it, but 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 it does not justify what Hitler did back in the day. Oh, okay. Killing millions of Jews doesn't justify writing a book where you tell why you killed the Jews, right? Like, oh. He he says something like he always hated the Jews. He was never put into painting school. Ah, blah blah. Like it's very emotional. Okay. The I didn't read way, main camp. I do want to read it someday though. Like you know, I just to understand. Yeah. yeah I, like, I, I, What I is it? Even God say God say has a book. Okay. Ha ha. Why I kill Gandhi? I have that book. I haven't read it yet. See the I, name of the book is the explanation, bro. Why I killed Gandhi. Ha. Why I killed. He's ex. That's the title of the book, bro. He's explaining India why he killed Gandhi. That is like whitewashing. I can say it right there. Now again, Gandhi wasn't a very. So the history is again history is very like you know, it's it's very tangled. Okay, and it's a very ha. sensitive. because uh, people who don't know anything about history will make a big deal out of it more than people know about it okay? <laughs> yeah that's true that's so true <laughs> that's what i'm thinking now but that is what people have to know so uh, getting back to darjeeling darjeeling like was neglected so heavily that 
for five days they hoisted the Pakistani flag in Darjeeling for five days after independence. Achha. A Pakistani flag was hoisted in Darjeeling for five days when Darjeeling was a part of India and they didn't even know they were a part of India. That's the most weird part about it. No, that you neglect it. And another thing about Darjeeling is uh, like it was never the land of Nepalis. Okay. It was the land of Lepchas. So uh, the thing is when uh, Darjeeling was where Nepchas. I, I I'm going there. Like okay. when Darjeeling was a part of India, the whole belt, okay, like uh, the northern belt if you see Sikkim, Nepal, Bhutan. Mm-hmm. Sikkim, Nepal, Bhutan in the Middle East Darjeeling. So that entire belt was um, divided into three. Like there were three different tribes living there. Okay, it's all in this book, bro. Like I cannot even explain it because the names are so difficult. Okay, so <laughs> so the Kirat King Kingdom of Limbus, with its capital at Vijayapur, extended all the way from. Tissuli River in the west to the Tista River in the east. So from across the border till here, that was the tribe. Here till here means Tista River is which one? You know, Coronation Bridge. That uh, is Tista. But, uh, uh, like I'm not that well versed with the geography. I do know Tista River, of course. See, the lands of Darjeeling were always in the hands of either Sikkim or Limbuan or Nepal and for a while the Kalimpong part of it was even under Bhutan. Finally, in 1835, the British took it all. Okay, 1835. Also, this people don't know that even after it was a part of the British Empire, okay, like Darjeeling was always a what is it called? No, no cross zone or something like that. Okay, like because see, what happened was uh, before Britishers came to India. Okay, like Darjeeling was always a part of India. Uh, sorry, it was never a part of India. Before Britishers came to India, uh, it belonged to Sikkim, Bhutan, and all. I told you, okay, and it kept getting tossed around between Sikkim, Bhutan, Nepal, and uh-huh. India. Yeah, it provincial. That what that's what that was pretty common back in the yeah. those uh, days. The weirdest part is India never even conquered Darjeeling. Okay, like back in the day they used to conquer places. No, so huh. Sikkim, Nepal, and they always conquered Darjeeling. Okay, sometimes it was here then. And Darjeeling, I'm talking about the hills, the huh. entire hills, not just Darjeeling as a place. Yeah, so they they kept picking here and there and there. Okay, like they kept. Now what happened is. Uh, India never won and got Darjeeling. Okay. India never had Darjeeling. Back in the day, it wasn't even India, bro. If you know this, like it wasn't India. Haha, that's India. what I was just going to ask. Yeah, India was just the middle part. Madhya Pradesh, Uttar Pradesh, Bihar. Hmm. Do you know this? India was just Madhya Pradesh, Uttar Pradesh, Bihar. That's it. Like Haha, that. I know. In the first uh, Sepoy mutiny, okay. In the first. Sepoy won. <laughs> Sepoys who fought were from the part of India. It was in the entire India. Huh. That is why we always have had a parity between North South. That is why, like, that is what I think. Like, that is what I That's think. That's one is of the reasons. There are many reasons, actually. 
Darjeeling was acquired from Sikkim in 1835. It was kept as a non-regulated area within the Union of India, meaning that the acts of government of India were not applicable for the region. It's just, yeah. So see, also it's very interesting. Okay, between uh, see so. The geographical picture of Darjeeling district became complex in 65 when Kalimpong and Duars of the Kingdom of Bhutan were annexed by the British. Between 1870 and 74, Darjeeling was placed under the direct charge of the Governor General of India. It was placed under Rajshahi uh, Division in present-day Bangladesh in 18 in 1875. 1905, Darjeeling was attached to Bhagalpur Division of Bihar. Oh, also it was in Bihar for three to four years. it was a part of bihar <laughs> like darjeeling was a part of bihar which is here however it was brought back to the rajshahi division in 1907 so do you understand why they were confused when they hoisted the flag because <laughs> it was in in 07 they told it would be a part of uh, rajshahi division which was in bangladesh so when india got divided they didn't know where they were were they geographically border wise they were in india but district wise they were in bangladesh so bangladesh means that times pakistan ha ah. like yeah it was like that so how to explain it like it's 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 such a vast history no bro that it gets confusing for people to keep track also of it and like i told you it's just 40 years old the history starts from 40 years ago way back in the day you have to understand that because it was never a land for of the nepalis okay uh british uh, like it was a land of lepchas bhutias and all magars these are the natives these are the now why you don't know about these people is there is something called cultural assimilation okay what happens is uh so for example i am a bihari but i have lived in bengal for so long that i know bengali better than bihari like better than bhojpuri 
Okay, that is cultural assimilation. Forcefully or unforcefully, I am adopting my culture so that I can survive. Mm-hmm. I'm adapting to a different culture so that I can survive. Okay. So what happened was these lepchas and all they believed in. Let's talk about lepchas because they are indigenous of India. Like they they were in India since the inception of India. So what happened was uh, lepchas believed in Zoom cultivation. You know Zoom cultivation, no? Ha ha ha. You you take a land, you cut the land, you burn the trees, then you cultivate there. Once the uh, ha, soil ha. gets, you burn it and you move to next land. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. So this is what kept happening in the hills. Like this is way back, way back, like before India was India and all that. Okay. So what happened was it it uh, it has been pretty popular even uh, recently. I mean comparatively recently, not like uh, 2020, but uh, in uh, late 90s and all. Zoom cultivation. Ha ha ha! Not uh, like the time you're talking about is something when it was the primary mode of cultivation. Like yeah, if, yeah. if you meet, if you did cultivation, that was the way. It wasn't because civilizations had already come in. Okay, that is what I was going for. Like no, it depends on the location. I mean, not lepchas, everyone started the civilization in same rate. So lepchas were doing it in India. Okay, and they had been doing it for a very long time. And what happened was they they almost went extinct. Okay, so what happened? A Nepali trader. This is a myth. Okay, this is like how one guy he explained it to me. I'll explain it to you exactly. <laughs> he told legend. Okay, there is a legend that uh, one Nepali trader. He came from Nepal. He went to the chief of the. Uh, uh, he went to yes. the chief of the tribe of Lepchas. Yeah, he went to the chief and he told the chief that um, you know, just I need a small land. so that i can uh, start my trade here okay so the guy told okay and then he shouted he told i'll shout your name from here till the last point you can hear your name till there from here is your land okay so he shouted his name and the person who was at the extreme end who heard the name last from where he shouted till that place became the nepali like the nepali traders place that is how nepalis came to india like that is what they say but i think it's way more different because a lot of places it was it, it is written that you know uh they took the place by force or whatever also at some places um, what happened was when britishers wanted to attack nepal okay like when they wanted nepal they attacked nepal nepal has a small place called gorkha in nepal okay Okay. The place is called Gorkha, not the people. Okay. So that place, Gorkha. What happens is uh, that place, Gorkha. So the word Gorkha, like we are Gorkhas, come from comes from that place called Gorkha in Nepal. Okay. Okay. So that is why it's very confusing for people now also, because the whole. linguistic thing comes from a place from with which they don't want to be associated if you tell them you guys are not from india you guys are from Achha, nepal ha got got offended okay okay but the term gorkha comes from the fact that gorkha is a place in nepal that is where it comes from so it 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 is a bit linguistically confusing okay And you also mentioned uh, some Gorkha warriors as part of the British force, and uh, 
so what happened was britishers uh, they fought okay like uh, they fought the king of nepal and britishers had guns and all back in the day and uh, this asian built like this india and all we were very underdeveloped even for that time so we had uh, these people had trees okay nepal these had trees mm-hmm. here so when they fought nepal uh, what happened was like the the war lasted for a long time okay and these people were so shocked that they have guns and cannons and these people are defeating them with guerrilla warfare just by using trees okay so what britishers did was they signed a, a treaty with the king of nepal and uh, in that treaty uh, like the king of nepal they allowed they gave the britishers warriors okay they gave the britishers uh, gorkhas like people from uh, nepal that is how the gorkha regiment was formed in india and for the queen because why you know gorkha is supposed to be the most loyal tribe hmm. okay. that is the whole thing called gorkha regiment also comes from there gorkha regiment the military regiment called gorkha regiment so gorkhas have been a very integral part of like that is why people don't understand okay they never came they were never a part they were never indigenous of this place okay but what they did was the thing is even now if you go okay you'll find a lot of lepchas there a lot of lepcha women a lot of lepcha guys okay but they all speak in nepali they don't speak in their own language some may speak in their own language but a lot of them don't because in order to survive nepalis were doing trade these people were doing food cultivation so in order to survive they had to learn the language they had to speak to the people okay that is how cultural assimilation happens and that is how these people became the natives of the place now what happened is they they all were living together okay um different tribes were living together nepalis were also living with that now what happened everyone learned nepali everyone knew the language so people started associating them this is what they don't know no that lepcha again nepali also has two uh, kind of faces if you see Okay, like one. I will, I didn't notice that much. I mean, I haven't been around him with that long. One, you will be able to identify he's a Nepali. Okay. Okay. He will look like a normal Indian. Okay. Typical Indian, like maybe like as I said, I'm not that experienced with them, so uh, you I know might why not know. Because there are two descendants. Ha ha. It it makes the sense. One, just I. not notice the one who come from indo mongolian descent indian and mongolia ka descent like mm-hmm. lepchas putias no they all look like the typical mongolian features mm-hmm. with the yeah characteristics but now uh there are also another like descendants who come from the indo aryan descendant okay pure bloods that is why they don't look like typical nepalis hmm but are nepalis so the whole point is you are discriminating against people okay based on how they look and you don't even know whether he is a nepali or actually a chinese or a japanese or or rajbangshi even rajbangshis some rajbangshis look a lot like they have the yellow features like if you see rajbangshis their eyes are also small 
their skin is also yellow okay like, it, uh, it's not a surprise i mean like uh, i i i didn't uh, notice them that well i mean i didn't know them that well and stuff but uh, it makes sense like i wouldn't be surprised that's what i meant, meant to say for example if like i'm giving you an example <laughs> she okay is rajbangshi okay he even looks a little Wait, he's a like, rajbangshi yeah ah, i didn't know that you know this girl called if you see any bengali guy okay if you see anyone whose name who looks like a bengali who, who says he's a bengali but looks a little like nepali or that he is rajbansh uh, but you mean a little like uh, of ford descendant kind of thing like not directly related i guess because mongolian, i never heard of it indian and mongolian descent ah, no 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 i'm not talking about a descent like not the racial descent i'm talking about the rajbangshi acha no, by uh, see by rajbangshi as going with the term it means that coming from the family of the kings and stuff or are you saying it as a uh, rajbangshi is a tribe bro in bengal acha oh, that's why i was confused okay yeah uh, i was going by the literal meaning of the term so that's why i was so shocked बांगलादेशोटी language but they also look like nepalis okay so you can get confused it's not an issue but uh-huh. that's the thing why is there even a barrier where you are telling that this is a rajbangshi this is a hindu this is a muslim like that okay huh. like why is there even a barrier like that that's what i'm trying to say and so, the thing is about uh, this racial things are there uh, we we are different like there are two two uh, there are two sides of the spectrum at one yeah. point it's like, like like we are the same no everyone's the same and that uh, what should i say it's more like a, a fantastical concept and the other side is everyone's different we should not be together and it's both mm-hmm. is bullshit like we are different if we, we are, are different. different we you can cannot, see that we are different but we, we you cannot discriminate yeah, yeah exactly like Uh, we can't just because someone is different, you know that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And denying that we are actually different is stupid. And yeah. holding on to the fact that we are different and dividing based on that is also stupid. Like we are yeah. different, but we can be together. We don't have to fight. That is that is why we always hold uh, unity in diversity, right? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Despite being diverse, but what I'm trying to say is uh, what happens. what happens with uh, this whole place called darjeeling uh, 
becomes a very good example of uh, identity issues okay because people think that uh, it doesn't matter right but today like i showed you rajbangshi if i go and mistake a rajbangshi for someone who uh, does not belong from india okay that person will because i remember this okay this happened so i know i can speak a little nepali i can get by okay so i told there was this one guy he was making rolls and he looked like a nepali guy so i spoke to him in nepali okay and he did not understand okay so two three days later someone told me he's rajbangshi acha <laughs> so getting it, it happens it's like i cannot say that but that's the thing like i just went with my instinct and i started speaking to him in the language which i knew but and the weirdest part is he didn't even get offended no if he wanted he could have made a whole big deal out of it ha 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 people yeah. make mistakes as long as it's not uh, a mistake that intentionally done to hurt you it's not point of getting offended that's just dumb so now think of it in this way okay me speaking to him in nepali kind of questions his identity as a rajbangshi ha but you I didn't intend it. to do that so intend to i'm just giving an example like i know i know i know i know i know if tomorrow uh, someone comes and tells you it actually happens with me a little in the yeah are you bangladesh or something okay if someone comes and tells you ha ha will you feel bad because see my accent if i start the thing is biharis are heavily discriminated throughout india okay ha, if ha, you in fact in bengal in, as well in my everywhere biharis are heavily discriminated except in even in bihar i think <laughs> by their own right okay so uh, the thing is if biharis are heavily discriminated in the same way you are discriminating a nepali you are discriminating south who is an indian bro you tell me that. who is the indian south southern people become madrasis north indian becomes punjabis okay bengalis become bengalis biharis become biharis up wala don't know whether they are biharis or from up like or i don't know lucknow bombay people become like bombay is completely different it's like a whole different world on its own <laughs> south what doesn't even know what's going on in south where is india bro like what is india who is an indian then if you're dividing everyone like that like anyone says any right now the only perfect example of a a perfect indian in today's times is a person who does not question the government who consumes all the bullshit on the news i don't know like what is even happening right now okay so Uh, that is what it is like the identity issue comes from there itself i i when i introduce when someone says where are you from i say i'm from bengal right because india is so diverse i'll say i'm from bengal are you a bengali is the next question why should that even be a question yeah actually that i i can understand why that comes from because uh, you know bengal by bengal of people outside of bengal by bengal uh, by default thinks of kolkata yeah when not, when a, someone who's not from bengal hear someone is from bengal they by default thinks he is from kolkata and kolkata now at least is a pretty cosmopolitan culture people go there for jobs like there's 
lot of people come from outside of not just kolkata but outside of bengal to be in kolkata like kolkata is full of people outside full of non bengalis so by that sense it question question makes sense like i have family members in kolkata and i see a lot of non bengalis there so i it, think it's just makes sense i don't go around asking people in maharashtra are you marathi are you marathi are you marathi i, I know what i mean i know like even if he's not marathi no, it, uh, in your case it it uh, in your case it is a bit uh, different because you know uh, as you said like it happens to me a little as i was saying because i don't look like a typical bengali even in oh, college so i don't look like a typical bihari bro i'm mistaken for marwari i'm mistaken for bengali now i'm mistaken for bengali because i gained weight when i was thin <laughs> i had beard i was mistaken for a muslim once like i have been mistaken for a muslim in my uh, like in uh, <laughs> are the funniest thing is in college uh, like i have uh, uh, i have quite a few muslim friends so one of them had their fam- uh, had her family come for a p- visit and so it was the first year and i was just uh, helping them out because we don't we didn't knew much people there it was just starting not much uh, like it was first semester i think first or two semester so we didn't know much people and i was the one of the people she knew so i held them out and <laughs> she later told me <laughs> that her parents were a thought that I'm a muslim guy <laughs> that was funny no, that... because parents don't make this kind of mistake easily <laughs> no you i i am fine with people making mistakes no, i am completely it's... fine as well they did it i just found it a bit funny <laughs> it is funny bro like when i'm mistaken for bengali you know what happens when people say are you bengali i say guess i've made a game out of it i say guess <laughs> like but that's what i'm saying like you can you can be anything about it just don't be condescending because you know a person's identity matters a lot to them i can say it because uh, every person has a phase in his life where they think they don't belong okay ha huh. ha huh. and what happens is when you feel you don't belong the nearest thing you look for is community friends community yeah. people you can relate to people who have the same custom same culture okay people you understand but if the if everyone you understand is going through the same problem of identity crisis okay like think i don't know where i am from after i moved to bengal okay i don't know like i i'm born in bengal and uh, i see like think of me as a kid okay i'm born in bengal and i'm a very curious kid i don't i'm questioning everything so my first question becomes like why are my traditions different from their traditions okay the second point that comes to my mind is that means we are not same okay so where do i so homes thank you so much for listening to the first episode of my podcast this is part 1 of a two part series of my conversation with my friend aditya mohan in the second part we will we will drive further into his personal experience as a non bengali in bengal his uh, experience with differences in the culture and we will further discuss the situation in the hills and how they feel like an outsider and how uh, not bengal feels different from south bengal and the cultural assimilation there 
uh, we'll further discuss the context of identity nostalgia and the toxic forms mainly in bengal and how is it relevant to all of us so stay tuned for the second part of this series and please subscribe to the podcast wherever listening to this and share it with your friends that will motivate me to make more of this there will be more guests coming more discussions discussions that i hope you like you can uh, also find me on other social media platforms you can find aditya mohan mainly in instagram that's where he's most active i'm there as well under the same uh, username and you can find him under the username uh, mohanova that is a m o h a n w mohanova and you can find me as andrea dexis in other social media platforms as well hope i'll see you there as well once again just a gentle reminder to subscribe to the podcast and see you again in the next episode till then ಮತ್ತೆ